Kia ora. If you're a woman in midlife, this podcast is for you. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we tackle self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm. Celebrate this second stage of life and claim your authentic confidence and courage. Midlife is not a time to settle. It's a time to unleash your purpose into the world. Make an impact done your way without compromising your own well-being. I'm Megan Kerr, mindset coach, former psychosynthesis counsellor and craniosacral therapist. Are you ready? Let's begin. I am super excited to be speaking with Catherine Keenan today. Catherine is a pharmacist. She is the owner and founder of Vivian Pharmacy. She manages a team of 20 staff within a busy seven-day pharmacy and medical center in Vivian Street, New Plymouth. She is a wealth of knowledge and she is going to speak to us today all about HRT, perimenopause, menopause. I am so looking forward to this talk. So Catherine Keenan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. We are talking perimenopause, menopause. HRT, bio-HRT, all of the ins and outs around that. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Excited to be here. You you have an interest in women's health. We've chatted yes. about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been a little bit, what sort of stimulated that journey for you in terms of this phase of life, perimenopause, menopause, midlife? Yeah. Um, so having been in the health profession for, you know, over 30 years now, I guess you identify with the stage that you're at in, mm. in life. And, you know, when I, before I had kids and everything, I, you know, thought I knew everything about being a mum and then suddenly you're a mum and it's, you learn different things. And I think for me, this interest has always been there in, in the health journey of women. Um, and I've really investigated you know, selfishly, it's the, what do they call it, me search, you know, like just you know, stuff that uh, pertain to the my stage in life. And, you know, 10 years ago, I, yeah, was really struggling and thought, you know, it's what's going on. And so just, yeah, piqued an interest in, in me. And then I saw, talked to a lot of women that I deal with in our practice and friends and, yeah, so, um, yeah. No, I think holistically, I've just looked at all the different options. And yeah, so I am a woman. So obviously, the health of women is important. And then yeah. then I've just pertained it to my stage in, in life as well. So yeah, being in my yeah. mid-50s now, I just, yeah, um, I've found some really good answers for myself. And then I think just wanted to shout it from the rooftops, really. So oh. And honestly, we need it. The amount of conversations I have every week around this phase of life in perimenopause and menopause, yeah, it's just so needed. Let's kick off with the first question. So tell me the difference between, what is the difference between bio-HRT, regular HRT? Awesome, yeah. So obviously, you know, for the listeners, HRT means hormone replacement therapy. So, um, you know, when we're going through perimenopause and menopause, uh, that's those symptoms that we get are related to hormones starting to decline. And that happens in different stages for every woman. So what the hormone replacement therapy does is try and 
replace the hormones. So there's bio HRT, there's body equivalent HRT, and then there's other HRT. <laughs> so the most common one we see now and must say certainly the best one is the body equivalent HRT. So that's the ones that are in the patches. There are gels available overseas. So your estrogen will come in a patch or a gel. And the progesterone will come as the micronized progesterone, which is in New Zealand, the funded brand is Utrogestin. So that's your body equivalent. And then there's bioequivalent, which have a very similar structure to the natural hormones. Sorry, the body equivalent ones are exactly the same chemical structure as the body hormones. So the most natural way you can get it. Sorry, didn't cover that. Bioequivalent have a similar chemical structure, but may not be exactly the same and often are made in a compounding lab. And then you've got your regular HRT, which is synthetic HRT. So chemically based compounds that supposedly match, but are not the greatest and yeah, so we can talk about that a little bit further on. But yeah, yeah, that would be good. So the most natural body equivalent, trying to be pretty natural, bioequivalent, not natural at all, regular HRT. Okay, so when I say bio HRT, I'm actually meaning body equivalent. Body equivalent. H yeah. HRT. Okay, good yeah. to know. I mean, right. yeah, that, I mean, a lot of women, or you'll hear podcasts and they'll talk about the bio HRT. Yep. And they kind of mean body HRT. So it depends um, the person talking. If they've got more of a medical background, we'll definitely say the body equivalent. Um, yeah, maybe haven't had the bit, um, medical training, might just call bioequivalent and try and mean body as well. So, yeah, there's... Sure. Yeah. And so, so what are the, from your perspective or from your understanding, what are the some of the most common symptoms that you would see that body identical HRT or HRT can help with? Yeah, so as hormones decline, um, our bodies can show many symptoms. Um, I think, you know, in one of the most recent trainings I did with my staff, I sort of wrote all the symptoms I could find and I got to over 20. Yeah. You know, there's, um, and I think that's, probably a lot of the issue is there are a lot of symptoms related to hormones declining so we know about hot flashes we know about night sweats we know um you know the anxiety maybe feeling low mood lack of sleep which can relate to the night sweats and hot flashes but things like um vertigo mm. joint pain um just general fatigue um, and all things that you think, oh, I'm just having a bad day or I'm just getting older, actually is because your hormones are lower. So when when your hormones decline and you get the symptoms, if you replace your hormones, a lot of the symptoms will go away. So I can I can list off, yeah, joint pain, fatigue, irritability, low mood, low libido, yep. the genital dryness, <laughs> your hair yep. starts falling out. You get heart palpitations, breast tenderness, headaches, a regular cycle. So, I mean, there'll so be women much. out there going, that's me, that's me. You know, like it's, mm. yeah. So all those things that, yeah, make you feel like you're just having a bad day or a bad moment or 
It's all, yeah. all just in your head. Actually, could be your hormones. Yeah. And so, so that, HRT will help with those. Right. And so that is a good time to start when the symptoms start. So not necessarily once you're you're through perimenopause, once your cycles have stopped, but actually once the symptoms are showing themselves. 100%. Um, you know, you don't have to wait till you've got heart flashes to get hormone replacement. Um, you know, it, it may be harder to get it because your doctor will look at other options uh, or talk to you about, you know, could it be hormones? I think sometimes they fall into the trap of a blood test, which may not indicate the true nature of things because that's just a point you know you go and have that blood test so at that very minute at that time that they took yeah. your blood that was the hormone level but three hours later it could have gone down or you know because it's fluctuating so much when in the early days so I think you just have to keep a diary um you know on apps or whatever and just is it cyclical in the early days um but yeah you can use hormone replacement early on to help and women do we're seeing that a lot more now even if their cycle's still yep. there if they're still bleeding even if it's only every three months or every six months or you know heavy one month and then really like the next or you know it's changing yeah that's that's a real good indication that something's going on with your hormones yeah so good to know and mm. so we talked to uh, you talked about uh, the ways we can take it. So it's the so the body identical HRT. So that's the patch and then the 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 capsule. So is that all that's available to us in New Zealand specifically? For or is there more for body identical? Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. in the UK and actually I see recently uh, someone is trying to push to get the gel funded here. Mm. So um, I mean the Utrogestin only got funded since December last year you know yeah so I saw was, that oh whew, so behind but um yeah. so yes utrogestin and the patches are the body identical ones that are funded in New Zealand um prescribed mm. yeah and then you've got um ovestin cream and that's just used vaginally and then they also make ovestin tablets which are body identical estrogen but you have you take it orally and that opens you up to more side effects because it has to right. go through your liver yeah right so the transdermal straight into your bloodstream yeah yeah so it doesn't have to go through the liver yeah first pass effect on yeah less less chance of blood clots all the other issues that go with um oral hrt yeah so random question is um i've been seeing some um well, quite a few posts around shortages in the UK. Mm -hmm. Are we likely to get shortages here? Because I noticed there's already been a, you know, when I get my patches, they're like, oh, no, we haven't got them. You have to have these ones or you have to cut these yeah. ones in half. And, I know. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, there's a worldwide shortage of um, estrogen patches. Um, I actually, there's a world, there's a shortage in the UK at the moment of utrogestin. So we're keeping an eye on that. Um, at the moment, that's not an issue in New Zealand. Um, so um at the moment estradot was as the gold standard brand that's the best brand we don't have any issues with that with sticking and yeah. um you know that's that's the gold standard that's a brand we can't get at the moment so there is two other brands on the market at the moment we're having to use not as good 
um, still effective, but they don't stick as well and people are reacting to this adhesive um yeah or right you can cut the estrogen. so we're hoping that's coming right about july august so oh, good. there should good. be supply there should be supply enough to get but you'll have to pick it up monthly so that everyone's got a chance i've <laughs> yeah, noticed you can't that. stop yeah. <laughs> yeah not allowed to stop pile no yeah, yeah. so it so. um it took me, so I went through early menopause and I did all the natural, all the herbal, all the sort of complementary avenues and it did help. It did help. But, and I was very resistant to HRT and I've got to say mainly because I'd heard about that that study mm-hmm. of, I'm not sure how long ago it was, that HRT was maybe not good for women and and I sort of have a leaning to more more natural, uh, you know, pathways. And then something, I actually saw a woman who went through the same thing and she recorded a video and she said, look, I've resisted this for 10 years and I finally said, I'm going to try body identical HRT and it's completely changed my life. And that opened my eyes up and I went and talked to my doctor and, you know, sort of went mm. down that path. Um where was I going? Oh, so talk to us about herbal support versus the body identical HRT benefits, okay, so pros, there's cons. A lot, there was a lot. In, there was a lot in that lead-in. Um, so there's herbals. I'm just going to write myself a note. Herbals. There's yep. the Women's Health Initiative study, um, and then there's support of if you're already on by body identical and still want to take some herbal products. So we'll, we'll right. talk about herbal products first. You know, I, I feel like a holistic approach. Every every woman is different. There's not one size fits all. You do have to know your body, listen to your body, document your di- diary down your symptoms, know what is happening for you. So then you can work out what's working and what's not. If you try six things at once, you never know, going to know what's working. So start slow and try you know I'm I'm totally open to herbal products I think you know there's a lot Mm. of benefit to be made from a lot of these things a lot of them have the phytoestrogens in them so that's the um black cohosh they're not going to come to me and blow into my brain but reclover maybe um I know you've had some naturopaths on so they've probably Mm. talked about it but um so they will mimic a bit of the effect of estrogen but they're not estrogen so you're not replacing your hormones you're you know trying trying to get some sort of mimicking so you will get some benefit especially early on you might get some help with a little bit of the flashing or fatigue or headaches and things and they're often in with other good energy boosting herbs and vitamins so you know you totally get a good practitioner talk to them work it through yeah, I think it's, yeah, start slow, try one product at a time, mm. see if it works, then either move on or add in. But, yeah, I just don't think to do six things at once helps anybody and it's a lot of load on your body. Yep. So, yeah, find out what works for you. And, um, yeah, and then once you're on the body identical HRT, you know, all there's all the good things to for helping with your health, like, B vitamins, magnesium's awesome. Um, what else is you know fish oils like all those good healthy stuff? No problem taking those with your 
HRT. So, um, yeah, I just would be careful about adding in the phytoestrogens on top of other estrogen. You'll feel quite sick. You'll you'll probably get a lot of nausea. And also, again, they're not through the skin, they're through your tummy. So then they've got to get absorbed and metabolized and excreted. So your liver and kidneys and everything uh, having to manage it. So it's, you know, just another load on the body. So just, yeah, you know, be careful about the phytoestrogens adding in with the HRT, but all your other supplements and supports, great. Yeah, that help. Beautiful. Yes, um, yes, very helpful. Yeah. And then the Women's Health Initiative Study. Yes. So um, I guess the short answer to that is it was done on older women. So they were predominantly over 60, had been through menopause, probably most of them 10 years. Then they started on HRT. The HRT they put them on was synthetic. It was made from horse urine. It was the only thing available in the 90s. Hmm. So the study was done predominantly through the mid to late 90s. The findings were reported in 2002, I think it was. And they showed that there was an increased risk of breast cancer being found. So from what I can gather, the estrogen didn't cause the breast cancer. It just made already cancerous cells grow more so they were found easier so that Mm -hmm. makes sense um so and it was from something like two and a thousand to four and a thousand so that was the increased risk so they say it doubled from two and one thousand to four and one thousand something like that but still was only four and one thousand you know the, the risk was really still quite low so i mean it's been totally annihilated that study we don't there I think we've had one person be stay on that synthetic drug we we dispensed it by the by heaps by the thousands in the 90s right just never you just wouldn't use it now you'd never start anyone on that you just it's yeah it's rubbish <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> just to put it bluntly um, just to put it bluntly <laughs> I mean you know estrogen like I said is a growth it's a growth hormone. Um, yep. So, you know, it's good for your bones, it's good for your heart, it's good for your brain. And, and the way that it's promoting, you know, cell renewal and it's good for your hair and your skin and all these things. But then if you've got some cancerous cells, mm. unfortunately, they're going to grow a little bit more too. So, yep. yeah. Um, but there's no increased risk of death from cancer, from breast cancer with HRT. You might find have a slightly tiny increased risk of finding a cancer, but detection's really early now. Treatments are good. Yeah, I I don't. I think it's just a conversation people need to have. I have a strong family history of breast cancer. My mother died at forty seven, and my grandmother at sixty five, both of breast cancer, and I was very reluctant because of the study. And again, I went to my GP, and I'd done my own research. And, you know, my GP, luckily a woman the similar age to me, she just said, what are you doing to yourself? Why are you suffering? You know, why are you, you know, like I was in a pretty bad space. Yeah. And she said, why Why are you doing it to yourself with a very slim chance that you're going to get breast cancer? 
because you know you're getting yearly mammograms you're very aware of what's going on with your breasts yeah. so yeah you know and and so i actually might... just said yeah no, you just to try it and like change my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is like that struggle of years and years, and it could even be, you know, it, it is longer in terms of our mm. quality of life when yeah. you weigh it up. That's an important thing to do. So that study has pretty much been debunked, right? That's Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it showed results for what they used at the time. A, those sure. drugs aren't used anymore. B, the women that were using them were at a higher increased risk of breast cancer anyway because they were older. You know, yeah, the highest risk of breast cancer yep. is age. Um, and then they never took into account the fact that maybe they were still all drinking alcohol and not eating well and maybe not exercising and all those things that can actually add to breast cancer risk as well. So there was just so many things that were wrong with it and the media and science and, dare I say it, male scientists <laughs> decided to grab it and said, you know, these women should not be on HRT. And no HRT. There's, yeah. There's no, there's studies coming out now about body identical hormones and estrogens having such protective and life changing effects for women that, that, you know, it just propoed that whole other study, basically. Yeah. So, first of all, that's so good to hear around in terms of that study because when I, I was laboring under the um, under the information from that study for probably mm. seven years. You know, I went through early menopause for those first five to seven mm. years, yeah. and so that's me. How many other women are doing the same thing, right? Oh, just had one last week. She was she yeah. had a hysterectomy. She's in late sixties now. Hysterectomy, got told, got given hormone replacement, felt amazing, and then got told no this is dangerous, you have to stop, you can't be on it any longer and got it whipped away from her. And so she has had 15 years of hell and now is being offered her hormones back. And, you know, you just think pretty sad really sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, has, a, and, yeah, it's, it's pretty mean. There's a big, mm. there's a big picture there, hey. Um, yeah. And then you just also talked about the um, protective aspects yes. of it. Can yes. you speak a little bit more to that? Because I, yeah. I was actually surprised about that, mm -hmm. having not had any knowledge around it, but I think it's really important. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all new stuff that's just coming out in the last 20 years because um, of the, the body identical hormones and the fact that women obviously are living longer and um you know, the most common cause of death in women is cardiovascular disease. So, you know, that's that's the most thing common cause of death. And what they've what they've found is that estrogen protects your um, blood vessels and cardiovascular, your heart health. It protects your brain. Um, it can reduce your risk of type two diabetes and definitely protects your bones. So, um, yeah. So when you lose your estrogen, you can get brittle bones, you know, heart valve problems, palpitations, um, and, you know, you get the foggy brain, we all know that, and then yep. obviously there's dementia <laughs> risk as well. Um, yep. So they know that now, that, and that's why it used to be you couldn't be on HRT longer than five years, 
but that's definitely being reviewed as well. And they're saying now there's no reason why women can't stay on HIT their whole life. Wow. Yeah. And as long as you're keeping, you know, you look out for, you know, reporting any side effects. Sure. Checking for breast cancer risk. So for me, a woman of 52 who's been on it for a couple of years, I because this was something that came up in the talk that we did. Women were saying, "Oh, I you can only be on it for three years. You can only be on it for five mm. years." The the body identical. I was like, well, "I haven't been told that. I don't understand that." So you're mm. saying what the research that's coming through now no that we can why mm-hmm. and that again relates back to that Women's Health Initiative study because what they found was that the, obviously the increased risk of breast cancer when that synthetic hormones they found the risk was increased after five years or women were over 60 because the, but it wasn't, it wasn't the trend, you know, it wasn't the body identical hormones. It was the awful hormone. And also they were older anyway. So uh, um, yeah, none of, I don't know of many women in that study that were under the age of 60. Whereas now we're saying start them early, do the body identical, get the dose right protective effect stay on them beautiful and Mm. there's no um so if i'm on say on the is it 25 Mm -hmm. ngs for the patches if that's keeping my symptoms if that's keeping things settled now there's no particular reason or no expectation that that would change like i'd have to take more as time goes by in your experience doesn't seem to be um okay they tend to start you on the lower dose and then give it about five to six weeks to really decide if that's working so you it'll take a few weeks for it to to build up to a level where your symptoms will be under control and if they're not then they'd look at increasing your dose so then you'd go to a 50 try that for another six seven weeks and then again, you know, the 75, we've got a few women on 100 micrograms. Um, it just depends on you and on right. your symptoms and um, how your body processes it. And, yeah, um, you know, for me, I've, tr- I've I tried 25, went pretty much after six weeks, went to the 50. And then I thought for a while, I thought, oh, maybe I'll try the 75 and see. Because I felt amazing on the 50. I thought maybe I'll feel more amazing on the 75. (laughs) But it didn't quite work that way. And I got some side effects and breast tenderness and and felt hormonal. Like I felt it's too much. Like, you know, know when you feel hormonal. So I just felt, no, went back to the 50. And yeah, pretty much. Sweet spot. Go with that, yeah. And Mm. just wanted to mention about the progesterone because not all women will be on that, um, the micronized capsule, because they may have a marina. Right. So the um, interuterine device, like an IUD marina that's implanted into the uterus and slowly um, releases the progesterone. So if you're on the marina, you can just use the patches. You don't have to take oral progesterone as well. Um, and if you've had a hysterectomy and had your uterus womb removed, then you don't have to take progesterone either because um, the reason you take progesterone is to counteract one of the side effects of the estrogen is that it is a growth 
hormone. So it will make this lining of your uterus grow too much and can cause complications. So you take the progesterone to counteract that buildup of cells in the uterus. Oh, right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So if you still have if yeah. you still have a uterus or womb, then you'll have have to be on progesterone as a protective effect. Right. Beautiful. Mm. And so I was talking to a friend and she mm. um started on body identical, mm-hmm. um, you know, the patches in the progesterone. Mm-hmm. And she said it was she said, Oh, it was just like a a light went on and I could I could I could kind of see again. I could see my life again. So, you know, that increase in vitality. But she said, I've had fibroids and I started to get pain in that, or yeah, pain like down my leg and it started to feel weird and I just didn't like it. Can that happen? Because I just sort of Googled after that, after we had that convo yeah. in terms <laughs> of fibroids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's getting the dose right. Um I mean, it would just be particular to her symptoms. So you'd probably just have to get an ultrasound to see what was happening with the fibroids and see there's a chance with the estrogen that they could be flaring up. Um, I mean, it depends where she was in the the cycle and things. Yeah. yeah. Um, So uh, women do still use body identical HRT with fibroids, um, but you're getting symptoms like that obviously that's going to cause you some anxiety Mm. you definitely need to get some investigation done if you can get an ultrasound to see and maybe it puts your mind at rest I mean sometimes you do get the odd twinge and you yeah yeah and you think oh I wonder what that's all about yeah I think if it's worrying you you should get it looked into yeah yeah. um there's no reason why you shouldn't couldn't stay on your HRT but you just have to get the right advice Ah, that's good to know. Yeah. And yeah. so to that, um, you know, I've myself got a fabulous GP. They're really up with it. But uh, if it generally speaking, if we go to our GP and say, I'm irritable, low mood, bit more anxiety, maybe a bit of hot flashes, are, are they in the know around body identical HRT? Is this a common thing that is prescribed to women in perimenopause? Um, it very much depends on the GP. Um, right. It depends on their knowledge and their willingness to listen and, and learn. Um, I would say probably five years ago, if you went saying exactly what you just said, that mm. would have put you on antidepressants. That doesn't replace your hormones and you just, you know, feel probably don't feel any better and then yeah. think something wrong with me. Um I'm quite strongly advocating through GPs if I can. If people want, I get the GPs to ring me or I'm happy to send email links to articles, research and things like that because I think if women don't feel they're being listened to, maybe they need another advocate in their life to help. Um, And I think that's the thing. What I found once... It's funny because I needed I needed to have my voice at the GP. I needed to have my voice so that I was listened to. But you don't yeah. feel like you have it when you're in with the symptoms because mm. you're anxious and you're sleep deprived and you're just shitty at everybody. Yeah. And, you know, you almost have to fight for it and that's not really right. But then once you get the clarity, <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know. I just, like I said, it's I a terrible, the rooftops. <laughs> it's a terrible irony, isn't it? Like you, yeah. you're really needing it, but it's, it's a very time when you don't have your voice, your confidence is lower, you've got brain fog, mm. all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. And actually one woman said to me, she said, you know, looking at it from the point of view of, a, of grieving, and I'd never really thought about it like that, but, you know, you're not, you're no longer able to reproduce. You know, you're no longer able to have the, have that function as a woman to have have a child because you no longer have the cycle or whatever. Once you're through that, and and she framed it that that was a real grief for her. And I I'd never really thought of it like that, but I think everyone has to find it's and you know great that we could have a conversation about it and talk it through. And that's why I think you need your good mates, good family support. Um, you know, bless my husband for putting up with me. Goodness, you know. And I've had women come in and say, "My husband thanks you for, you know, pointing me in the right direction here." Because, you know, they just—I feel like you just want to, you know, get rid of everybody. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's yeah. awful. So I think, yeah, you know, just you know, back to that speaking up to your GP. It's quite hard because some women have, you know, don't have that the voice at the time, um, and if the GP says, oh, just try these, you know, antidepressants or whatever. And it's getting better. You know, it's very simple. At this time, you're starting to lose your hormones or you've lost your hormones. You need them back. Mm. And that's pretty much all you need to say. And you hope that they'll listen. And if they don't get a second opinion. Yeah. Um, Good call. Yeah. One And one woman had been to a male doctor who said, if you're my wife, I wouldn't let you take it. <laughs> I just think seriously what it's yeah and so you think that's not a new plumber by the way but it's you know <laughs> uh, um it's just that whole mentality of fear that and that's in a protective still, kind of way mm. well y- yes but it still pervades doesn't it and I have also um I have talked to some complementary health practitioners who were still citing that study as mm. to why we shouldn't be taking by body identical. And so it is, you know, your voice is so important. I tell as many people as I, women as I can yeah. about it so that they, mm. you know, we know we have options and choices and we have an understanding of what we can do take to support ourselves. That's yeah. right. And, and yeah, like I said before, you know, it's not one size fits all. I think, you know, when you go through, menopause you know perimenopause and menopause like previously women never lived that long they just don't even even know about it you know so now we we live longer we have all these health interventions that we can do and so actually it's almost like you want to embrace this new phase of your life and you want to be able to do it with thin and bigger you know exactly you know you want to be having you know great relationship with your partner and your you know and yeah, I think it's yeah, HRT can really even things out. Yeah. Um, and you know, for a lot of yeah. women that I've talked to and for myself where I was going through that phase where I had to be so careful about my health and my energy and you know, if I did too much one day, I was pretty stuffed the next day and you know, all that kind of stuff. And it did give me so much more vitality 
back in those early months. It still has, but I've become much more used to it now. It's just every day now. And so, you know, I'm 50. Hopefully, I'll live a good while longer. But now that, you know, if I don't have that quality of life, Mm. what kind of life is it, you know? And it's not just physically, it's emotionally and psychologically as well. And and that's, you know, all those things that make, make you able to make good decisions and eat better and exercise and, um, you know, be happier and enjoy life, that lowers all your risk of all your other things as well, like your heart disease and breast cancer and, and everything. So there's sort of the, there's the clinical benefits, but there's also the yeah. psychological whole life benefits as well. So, um, you know, I think along with, HRT it's just really good to take stock of your life and just think you know um have I been self-medicating with alcohol or Mm. recreational drugs or 10 cups of coffee or something like that with once you get the HRT those sort of things you don't have to self-medicate to get sleep or get through a stressful time because you've you've got other things on board yeah they can yeah exactly and they they can fall away those other things can fall away so much more easily because we're resourced in that other area yeah 100 100 sleep was such a big thing for me that change it changed with um hrt and i was like managing it and i was like it's okay i can meditate i can do but that's such a lot of managing that i was having to do and now Oh my amazing oh i know so the sleep is insanely good and that's the thing about progesterone if you're if you're taking the micronized progesterone at night yeah. it does have a mild sedative effect it's not knocking you out but it's just calming and relaxing and yeah it's so much better and then you're not getting the hot flushes and night sweats because you're on the estrogen it's yeah oh it's i mean I still, I still have the odd um you know like sleep drops or yeah, of course, I have the old glass of wine, but um, you know, I think it just yeah keeps you keeps you even. Yeah, yeah, mm. and I, yeah, I'm not expecting to wake up at four in the morning anymore around it. Yeah, you, you know, no, without yeah. not being able to mm. sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so for the few women that can't take it, and I have talked to one or two that mm. have tried through their doctor to take it, and one had qu- quite bad reactions to it and was so okay you know maybe it's not for you but really feels like she needs some support what what are Mm. some alternatives are there alternatives oh um like possibly not hormone wise if it's the hormones themselves and some women are just really sensitive they just get all the side effects and not much of the benefit and it's pretty rare but it, it can happen um I mean I guess don't give up after the first lot maybe look at some dose adjustment or start really super low and then to slowly increase it but um you know if, if it's not for you um then just really keep that diary of symptoms and then you'd look at how can I manage those symptoms so joint pain um you know like regular exercise strength you know try and get your strength up building muscle, protein in your diet, um, you know, all that, yeah, just tailoring the treatment to your symptoms. So you might just need to be on regular paracetamol for that, um, you know, in trying the things with vertigo. Or the hot flashes is tricky because, you know, you can try herbal things if they do help, but 
um, generally you will just need estrogen for that. Vaginal dryness or painful sex, um, you know, Avestin cream is yep. life-changing. Um, increased UTIs, um, you know, that's a quite a common symptom, particularly in like women we're seeing, you know, between 60 and 70, you know, they start to get, you know, that vaginal dryness and then increased UTIs and just some Ovestin cream twice a week, just locally, you know, and you get minimal side effects with that because it's just working in that local area. Um, yeah, so I think it's just finding a good practitioner or, you know, someone to talk to about it and just diary the symptoms and then they can tailor some treatment to that. Yep. Yeah, yep. getting specific onto the symptoms. Yeah, Symptoms, is there, yeah. Yeah, is there anything we've not covered that you want to speak to, Catherine, around this? Um, you know, there's, there is a lot of information out there and I think just, you know, look at your sources um, I mean, I use uh, Dr. Louise Newsom in the UK. has mm. been amazing. She's got the Balanced Menopause website and app. There's um, heaps of really reputable research yeah. on that. She speaks to some great people. Um, I think that's a really good place to start. Um, yeah, she, yeah. And you can. There's an app. You can just diary your symptoms every day. And then you can go to your doctor and say, "Hey, you know, this is what's happening." Um, yeah, and no, I think I think that's it. Just yeah, think of, think of it as you know you're deficient in hormones and they mm. need to be replaced. It's like you're deficient in your thyroid hormones, so you take thyroid mm. hormone to replace it. When you're diabetic, you don't have insulin hormones, so you have to replace it. So I think you know don't think of it as that you just have to suffer through that. There's you know you have a deficiency in something that is can easily be replaced and in most part very safely beautiful that's very very clear thank you so much and hey look really appreciate you joining me on the podcast these are all the questions i didn't know the answers to so appreciate you being here so much no problem hey last very uh random question what's your current favorite book um yeah the the best book i've read lately is that lessons in chemistry i don't know if you've read it um no yeah, I can't think of the author. I'll but put a yes, link. It's coming. Lessons in Chemistry. It's coming out as an Apple TV series with Brie Larson. It's amazing. It's empowering for women. She's a scientist in the 1950s and 60s who gets a whole lot of shit from a whole lot of blokes, and she doesn't take she doesn't take it. And it's, <laughs> it's we're onto it. It's amazing. So um, yeah, I recommend Lessons in Chemistry. Thank you very Thank much. You. I'm into that. Totally. Yeah. All right, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us on podcast. You've been amazing. Have a good rest of the week. Awesome. Thanks again for having me, Megan. Cheers. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and make sure you come and say hi over at Instagram. Step courageously into the second stage of your life and go after your dreams. I'll help you remove everything else that's standing in the way. Come and coach with me over at megancare.co.nz